hear me? All right, can you hear me better now? <laughs> you want to make sure you hear it. Uh, first, give an honor to God, um, who is the, uh, he's the captain of my soul. He's my sustainer. He's my best friend. He's my everything. Uh, we do uh, give honor to him that continues to give us a life and to keep us. Uh, but then um, we do give honor to the set man of this house uh, and the person of uh, Pastor Thompson. Let's give him a hand. And it's always, uh, sometimes you just don't know uh, and appreciate things until you um, actually, you know, uh, have some situations. I want you to realize that um, as your uh, pastor, he is, he's really charged with caring for your souls. That's a hard responsibility. That's bigger than a parent. That's bigger than a CEO. So, again, I never, ever want you to take um, him for granted or the, the, what the Lord has called him to do um, in ministry. But then behind every great man... <laughs> <laughs> is a great woman. So let's give First Lady and for us um, again, we go back time, but um there are there are two um persons that again they could call me at the midnight hour and say they need something and I would be there. And uh uh my love for them and uh their family and since we related anyway <laughs> <laughs> Since they're my God cousins, you know, uh, I am always glad to come and be with my family um, here. Uh, so let's uh, um, now uh, go to the word. Most gracious Father, we thank you and we praise you. We bless you for this time together. We know, Lord, you have a word and the word is in season. So, Lord, uh, despite our situations, our circumstances, we pray right now, Lord, that you would speak to our heart. Speak to our minds, speak to our spirits, speak to our situations. And even in the days to come, allow the word to take root and to come forth. We bless you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I um, pondered the thought, and of course, you know, when preachers uh, are continue to preach and do some things, and I say, well, you know, is there a COVID word? <laughs> is there such a thing? Was COVID in the Bible? Was COVID in God's mind when he actually uh, decided? Because in this time, and, and I don't care whether you're watching CNN or MSN or whatever, uh, we're living in some trials. We're living in some turbulent times. It's uh, a lot of people that have, um, have lived and seen the Great Depression, have seen uh, a, a lot of the civil rights movement, would have never, ever, ever have thought we would be at this place and this time. And even in situations of, they, were look, they did a study about the virus, and they said that every so many years, there was Ebola, there were some other kinds of things, but this pandemic has kind of taken us to a different place that we never thought. I mean, I've, you know, they said never in the history of the world has the world been shut down, the country been shut down. So, as I thought and pondered, the Lord gave me uh, this word that prayerfully, no matter what you're finding yourself in, uh, whether it's the financial things of unemployment or uh, job situations, whether it's the health um, concerns that you have concerning the virus and those persons and the things that the virus is doing, or whether it's just everyday life and, and the things that we rethought, uh, the newness, the new new, uh, the new normal. 
Um, I, uh, I want to leave you with this thought uh, that the answer is in the storm. The answer is in the storm. And I have three points before you, and then I'm going to be, um, have a seat and, and uh, enjoy the rest of the, uh, your worship. Uh, so if you're taking notes, and of course uh, you are following along, the first thing that I want to talk to you about is there will be a storm. For those of us in life that think that storms are not going to come, you're mistaken. There are going to be storms. And so there is a fact that there is going to be a storm. No matter how well your life is going and what's happening now and the ups, there's going to be a storm. The second part of what we want to talk about is your focus will make a difference. What you're focusing on and how you focus and the things you focus and do will make a difference. And then lastly, um, before I go to my seat, I want to then talk to you about what and will you learn. All right, three points. There's a storm, your focus will make a difference, and what will you or have you learned? So with that, I'm going to talk to you about two different passages. They're very familiar passages. Uh, they found out the Matthew passage. Matthew, um, the eighth chapter, starting with verse. Hold on for a second. Uh, verse 23. And it says... And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto him, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And if you go to the next book, parallel uh, account to that, uh, Mark 4, verse 35. Mark, the fourth chapter, verse 35. And it reads, And the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat upon the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the, in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and him, Master, thou carest thou not that we And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Don't hold the bottom. Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? Now is it that ye have no faith? 
And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So the first point is there will be a storm. The interesting thing about the the Matthew passage um, is that it talks about prior to this all the great things that Jesus was doing. Jesus had was healing the multitudes. He was, he was, uh, um, he was cleansing those that were demon possessed, and everything was really hunky dory. I mean, blessing, ministry going on, everything was wonderful. And of course, at the end of this great, you know, crusade, let's say, Jesus tells his disciples after he sends the others away, he says, "Let's go to the other side." Now, I'll give you a picture of, of go to the first, the first picture. Uh, the, it's important to look at the, 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 the components, the, the, the Sea of Galilee. And fortunately, I have been privileged enough when I was in Bible college to go to uh, Israel and to be on this sea. And it is very, very calm. I'm trying to see if we can get you a picture so you can kind of, you can kind of see the beauty of it. It's, 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 it's a lot of different things, but one of the things I want you to understand is this was really a, a usual situation. Uh, the Sea of Galilee has a couple of different um, facts about it. The surface of the lake is about 68 stories lower than the surface of the earthly Mediterranean Sea and the rest of the world's um, oceans, the first one. Not that one. It's a blue one. Christ, uh, the other thing is that you'll see that this sea um, is also known, and, and the biggest issue is that it's between some mountains. Um, and because of that, it's very common that you'll see storms that will happen. It's not across it. Um, basically doesn't take long. But it is very common while on this sea that a storm will arise. Basically, it's because the winds, the winds that get into this area, this basin as it is, will then cause, this is the one. Now, isn't that beautiful? So couldn't you see those cruising people that have been out there in the water and went on cruises? Couldn't you see yourself just going over there, nice picture with the mountains, and you're just going to go from one side to the other? Had this great revival, and everything is happening, and, and gracious people are being saved, and, and everything is beautiful, and all you're going to do is go from one side to the other. And that's the way it is with life. I mean, you know, from day to day. I know when I went to, uh, we, we talk at, at school. I'm at, uh, teaching at Mount Pleasant Christian School. And a lot of us, because we had a, a very calm winter, all teachers wanted was a day off. That's all teachers wanted was a day off. We didn't want no week. We didn't want no months. We just wanted a day off. No snow. We are snow days they gave us. We are all that time they promised. Kids needed, parents needed, we need. All we want is a day off. And it was so interesting because of the pandemic. We didn't get a day. We didn't get a week. We didn't get a month. We got a quarter off. Now going into another period. But, but again, it was, everything was going along. People were going to work. People were going, doing what's being done. It was, we were living life. Everything was, everything was great. 
And then the storm arose. So my second point is, all right, the focus will make the difference. Next, next picture. Because in our life, whether we realize it or not, sometimes there are things that happen that we really, really don't expect or want to expect. So a definition of a storm or what a storm consists of are a couple of things. It consists of rain. It consists of wind. And lightning. And as I thought about this, I said, you know, I said, I thought of some cliches about how, you know, everybody wants to live and where, you know, life is nothing but a bit of roses. And I thought of that analogy, hmm, bit of roses. Well, roses basically start with a seed. And the seed has dirt. And again, a lot of times in life, tell you the truth, we don't want dirt in our life. We don't want dirt on our jobs. We don't want dirt in our kids. We don't want dirt in our family. We just don't want dirt. Let alone the main thing that makes that plant grow, which is fertilizer. And we know what fertilizer is. <laughs> we know what fertilizer is. And I thought about it. I said, well, I was at fertilizer. Uh, <coughs> do I really want fertilizer in my life? I said, no, I don't want no fertilizer in my life, you know. But then the other thing that happens is water. And water is refreshing. Water is the stuff that basically cleanses. And in our life, there are things that are coming to help cleanse our life. And then the last one, which I think is most important to anybody, is the sun. Now, I know you're thinking about S-U-N, but I don't know about you, but without the S-O-N in my life, I would never have grown. I would never have been able to make it through the storm. Those times was pouring down. There was lightning flashing. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's interesting to look at a storm. Now, I may be telling my age, but I remember growing up, my parents, grandparents, great uncles and that kind of stuff, when a storm came up, they turned all the electricity off. They went and turned all the lights, they turned all they turned everything off, and they went in the living room and they said, sit down, sit down. God's talking. <laughs> Not like, I don't hear talking. But they were, they were understanding the concept of that, that, again, the God of the universe was doing something. And because of that, you, we needed to stop running, playing, do whatever, and take notice. Well, what happens in our story? That's what happens with our disciples. Because I thought about this. If storms were usual in going from one side of the Sea of Galilee to the other, then it shouldn't have been a problem. Next slide. I said it shouldn't have been a problem. These are fishermen. These are disciples that have gone across from one side of the sea to the another side of the sea. So it really shouldn't have been a big issue. But the thing about it is it doesn't matter what you know. It matters who even during this, 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 this pandemic in these times, people have been waiting for Congress or they have been waiting for, you know, Dr. Fauci or somebody else to tell them when really they don't hold the answer. They don't hold the key. All right. And it, basically in any storm, it is a matter of who you know, not what you know. So whatever you're going through right now, financially, health, 
family, friends, whatever situation you're going to, I'm going to tell you not to focus on what. Focus on who. Now, the interesting thing was that people then, somebody, all right, had the idea of realizing, wait a minute. We just came from this revival. We just came from this healing session. We just came from dead demons being, um, um, being um, uh, cast out. We did all this. Hey, why don't we go talk to Jesus? And that's how it is sometimes. We have to tell our friends, tell ourselves when they are running around getting frantic, getting fearful. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe we need to pause for a moment, pray about it, and give it to Jesus. Now, they, didn't, they did not know or believe how he would fix it. They just knew he would fix it. So somebody wakes him up, and then Jesus, of course, I mean, you know how it is when you in that good sleep, that first part of the, that first sleep, you're in that rim, and you're, like, really there. He's like, what, what, what's going on? Wasn't bothered by the storm, but was bothered by their reaction to the storm. And he then saw and sensed their fears. And I wonder, again, where how Jesus is looking at us as we're dealing with these financial situations, these health situations. And he's saying to himself, wait a minute, didn't I heal them from this, that, and the other? Didn't I go and get them through this situation? Didn't I make a way for them there? Why are they fearful right now? I don't care what you want to call it, COVID-19, 21, 55, I don't care. Why are they fearful? Unemployment, yes. But wait a minute, again, don't they know I can make a way out of no way? Haven't I done it before? If I did it once, I'll do it twice and I'll do it again. Don't they know? So I don't care where you're at in the, in, in the fearful, in the fear scale. Because we all have levels and degrees of fear. And fear is not a bad thing. It's a godly fear. But then it's what we do with our fears, how we handle our fears. So when I'm fearful, when I'm afraid, I then go to the source, which is what that person did. And he told Jesus, do you care? Are you worried? We're about to perish. See the winds? Hear that thunder? See that lightning? Don't you care? Not realizing, not realizing that the creator of the universe, the one that made the lightning, created the war, the water, made the water, made the land, they had him in their presence. So the question comes, what will have you learned from the situations? Because then he goes and speaks to, he speaks to the storm. Now, again, maybe old-time preachers would probably hoop at something like this. And, ah, and the thunder. Oh, I ain't going to do all that. <laughs> I go hoop. But I'm telling you right now, whatever you're going through, there's peace for your situation. And as a man of God and a representation and a, rep, a representative, I'm speaking peace into your life. And that's what he did. He spoke peace and immediately there was a calm. But let me tell you this. 
If you can't get to first lady or, or pastor, you can't get to your prayer partner, you can't get to that minister, you have the authority to speak peace to your own situation. Speak it until it happens. And if you speak it doubting nothing, it will happen. And the interesting thing that seems to go on is that then Jesus goes and goes back about his business. He says, wait a minute, you know, why were you fearful? And he goes back to sleep. And the people marveled. The people marveled. My greatest concern and thought is after COVID-19, people are then going to have learned the lesson about how God has brought them through a situation. See, this is our Red Sea. This is our situation. This is, our, this is the time where we've got to not only, there are things going on now that are going to, outside of probably during the tribulation period. I don't see anything else happening. So this is major. But what will we have learned? Have we actually now understood that, wait a minute, in the storms of my life, it matters because Jesus, who's in me, is in the storm. And he will speak to the storm. He'll speak to your finances. He'll speak to your health. He'll speak to those kids that are, that are, that are learning. He'll speak, he'll speak to every situation, and he will calm the fear. And they marveled and said, what manner of man is this? And they learned a new dimension of who Jesus is. They said, wait a minute. I know he was a healer. Yeah, I know he could cast out demons. Yeah, I know he was a deliverer. But now this man has the power to go and to speak to the elements of the earth. He's all-powerful. He is God. There's a, a famous song that, that, I, that I think of, and as I, I, thought, of, I thought of songs, you all know, I, I, you know, you know I, 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 leave you, I leave you with a song, because if you may not remember nothing else, you say, wait a minute, well, where did he sing? <laughs> and, there, and there are a couple of them, but this one song that I found that was interesting talked about something during, the author of the song was during um, Prohibition. And what they, uh, what happened is they, the uh, person that was facing these um, situations, uh, the wife of the man penned this song. And I know we know it, but these are the words. I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roll. I felt sin breakers dashing trying to conquer my soul. I've heard the voice of my Savior telling me still to fight on. You see, he promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. The world's fierce winds are blowing, temptation sharp and keen. I have a peace in knowing my Savior stands between. 
He stands to shield me from danger. When earthly friends are gone, you see, he promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. When in affliction's valley, I'm treading the road of care. My Savior helps me to carry my cross when heavy to bear. Though all around me in darkness, earthly joys all flown. My Savior whispers his promise. I never will leave thee alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. The answer, my friend, is in the storm. And it, storms can be scary. Storms, if you're in that water and, that, and you're rocking back and forth and sometimes and you're seeing things there. But we need to know that no matter what the circumstance, he promises never to leave us alone. Heads bowed. Most gracious Father, we thank and we praise you because we know that you are the creator. You are the sustainer. And because of that, there are promises that we have. Yes, it looks dark. We're hearing the, the crack of the lightning and we're, the thunder, and we're seeing the lightning flash. But, Lord, we know that your word has told us that we will never, ever be alone. So, Lord, we pray right now for these, your people, and we pray, Lord, that you would allow your word to minister to them in whatever situation they find themselves. Encourage the hearts of parents. Keep safe our children, those persons dealing with financial situations. We pray your sustaining power. We pray for our country. We pray for our leaders that as they make decisions, Lord, that they would make them realizing that the decision has a living, breathing person behind them. We pray for the rest for our cities and our states as there is sometimes inequalities and there are situations going on in violence. And we pray no matter where we find ourselves that we remember this one word, that we'll remember that you spoke peace and we can do the same thing when our friends, our families, our family, our, our children, our spouses, even our enemies find themselves thrown into that storm, 
you can use us to point to them that the answer is in the storm. Because Jesus is in the storm. And Jesus will speak to the storm. And pretty soon, the storm will become a calm. We thank you for this place called the Upper Room, and we pray that you continue to use it to be a beacon light to the world. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.